Welcome to Life-Changing Moments, a podcast dedicated to telling stories from all sides of healthcare. In this series, we'll use real stories to explore how the life-changing medicine we provide at UPMC can be broken into moments that, for better or worse, leave a lasting impact on those around us. Almost everyone has a personal story about healthcare, and each story is made up of small moments, sometimes seemingly insignificant interactions that can make or break an experience. In this series, we're going to hear from UPMC staff about their experiences with healthcare and the subtle moments that completely change their experience. The patient experience is absolutely inseparable from the outcome. Life-changing medicine must be accompanied by a life-changing patient experience. In this episode, we'll hear from Mark Sevko, who is currently the interim president of UPMC Children's Hospital, but he has been all over UPMC for the past 26 years of his career. Mark tells his story as a parent who had to watch his daughter go through health challenges. Here's Mark. I'd like to start my story by um, where I grew up in central Pennsylvania, a little town close to Hershey, Pennsylvania. My father was a blue collar electrician. My mother was a stay home mom, raising four children. I always kind of knew I wanted to be working in healthcare because we grew up in a small town right across the street from our community hospital. Just a lot of friends and family that, that worked there. And um, it was just a sense of camaraderie. I just thought it would be a great place to work, great place to get a job. The other thing sparked my interest in healthcare. My father, um, as I said, was, a, was an electrician for the local company, um, something that changed my life as well. He was called out on a job. He's a hard worker always working overtime to support the family. Got called out on a Saturday morning to do some overtime work. And um, individual, a drunk driver, knocked down an electrical pole. And uh, he went out to the work site to, to, uh, to fix this. I'll never forget that Saturday morning because our family was asked to come to the hospital because there was an accident at the work site. And we went to the hospital and it was a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion, um, a lot of anxiety for us to make sure that everything was okay with my father. And um, after a while and a lot of attendance from a lot of people, a physician came out, sat down with our family and told us two words that you never want to hear. I'm sorry. That day my father was electrocuted and died at age 42 and uh, it really changed, you know, my life. I was 12 years old. Um, my siblings and all just in middle school and one in high school. Changed my mother's life as well because she didn't work. And so for us, I do remember the very particular moments of the compassion that was provided to us. When you have a traumatic event like that, you just sort of memorize, you just remember everything. Um, the paramedics wanting to talk to us to tell us everything that they did for my father in terms of trying to resuscitate him for hours, getting him to the hospital. Um, the physicians, the nurses, the clinicians, everything that they did uh, was just amazing compassion and empathy. And although a long time ago, you remember, and, it, and it's really important to me, and it's, and it's uh, something I've never forgotten. Our family slipped into poverty for, for a while. It's just a really tough time. 
And uh, one thing that my father's company did was they sat down with my mother and they said, we want to do something for your family. And uh, we want to provide a full scholarship for all four of your kids to go to college at a college of their choice. And although, I mean, that was really, really helpful to my family. I wanted to make sure that I took advantage of that. My mother always provided three, world, three pearls of wisdom to, to us, her four children. One is find your passion, two, pursue your passion, and three, find someone else to pay for it. And uh, that, that was levity the situation, but it was meaningful because it was true and it really motivated me. Um, I attended the University of Pittsburgh, got a degree in applied mathematics, uh, got my master's in health administration and, and my MBA, again with my pursuit uh, for healthcare. That began my journey. Um, I did administrative fellowship for one year at what is now UPMC Pinnacle. Uh, welcome the UPMC Pinnacle family. So excited uh, for them to be part of, of UPMC. Um, I was there for a year. And then uh, my first job with UPMC was at McGee uh, Women's Hospital 26 years ago. I've been with UPMC for 26 years and it's been an amazing journey. I've had the opportunity to work at UPMC Presbyterian, Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, UPMC Braddock, UPMC Shadyside, UPMC East, and UPMC McKeesport. And I know what you're thinking. How does this guy hold a job down? Kind of move, moving around. Um, I will tell you that, although I haven't had the great opportunity to work for so many different hospitals, what I've learned is that every hospital is different, the culture is different, and that although some of those opportunities were opportunities that I pursued personally. There were many opportunities that my mentor pushed me into growth spurt opportunities because my mentors had more confidence in me than I had in myself. And I, I mention that because uh, for everybody in this room that's a supervisor, manager, and a director, what a great opportunity to be part of UPMC uh, for, for just the advancement and the growth opportunities. I know that I've been very blessed with and that I have. You know, UPMC to me is very personal. I met my wife at UPMC 25 years ago. We delivered our three children at McGee. I should say my wife delivered our three children at McGee. I knew I'd get that wrong. I'd like to share a brief story of my daughter's journey. We have three children. Nikki is 21 years old. Uh, Julia is 19. My son, Jack, is 16. I'd like to share a brief uh, journey for my daughter, oldest daughter, Nikki. At age two and a half, she began to limp. And uh, we thought nothing of it, right? She probably just bumped her knee on the coffee table. About a week later, she stopped walking. And uh, we immediately called an orthopedic surgeon, got evaluation, got some tests done. And everything seemed to be pretty normal, but we were a little bit alarmed. He said, I'm going to take some blood work. I'm give you a call later. We're going to continue to assess. It was one of those situations, again, where I got a phone call on a Friday night, that same night, at 10 o'clock at night from the physician. It's one of those phone calls you don't like to get. I didn't know this physician well. I know a lot of physicians for UPMC, but I knew that call um, probably wasn't going to be good. He said, Mark, you know, her SED rate's really high. I said, I don't know what SED rate is. I'm, a, I'm an administrator. What's that mean? said there's a marker in her blood that says that there's a lot of inflammation somewhere in her body. We need to get her on anti-inflammatories quickly. And you need to see a pediatric rheumatologist. 
hung up the phone and talked to my wife, and it became this immediate panic um, of staying up all night and studying pediatric arthritis. Uh, is this something my daughter could have? And, you know, that time period was a very tough time period for us because we got her evaluated. She was di diagnosed with juvenile pediatric, <clears throat> juvenile posteoarticular juvenile arthritis. And um, that's a, a chronic illness for a child that um, impacts four or less joints in the body. And for her, unfortunately, it was both her knees and both her ankles. And we began that journey with her at UPMC and Children's Hospital um, of many vi physician visits, physical therapy, joint injections, operations, all the way up till time that she was six, you see you kind of manage this chronic illness with the flare-ups and the control of the disease that kind of takes over. It's sad to see children can get arthritis too, as we learned. It's, uh, it's one of those things where we met a hero um, when Nikki was about seven. His name is Dr. Daniel Keats. He's a pediatric rheumatoid uh, arthritis physician at Children's Hospital Pittsburgh. There is no kinder physician that I have ever met personally than Dr. Dan Keats. He's somebody when you walk into the office, he sits the family down and he says, I want to know everything that's going on emotionally, physically, mentally, both for the parents and the child. He put her on a drug at, uh, called methotrexate, which we had to take, give her a shot once a week to get her autoimmune system to dial down a little bit and get her, get her arthritis in check, and it worked. It was a miracle drug. From age five or six through 13, she led a normal life, participated in sports, was very active. Our life was back on track. We were so happy for her. It's, there's nothing more painful to see your daughter um, having pain um, herself. At age 13, with the chronic illness that she has, she has the opportunity to grow out of it. So we began this prayerful mission of trying to make sure that we pulled her back on her methotrexate drug that she would go into remission. And fortunately, with God's blessing, she did. There was yet one more setback for Nikki that at age 13, although she was in full remission and she grew out of her arthritis and we were almost through this journey, she had enough damage to her right knee that kind of over the years of the flare-ups caused some, some issues that she was diagnosed with adult onset osteoarthritis in her right knee. She was a freshman in high school. She loved sports. She loved participating in sports. We saw a physician to try to get her back on track, and the, the physician that we saw said that she should stop all activity, just focus on walking, swimming, almost for the rest of her life. It was a terrible time because she was very active. She loved sports, and we had to do some more evaluation. And I remember sitting in her bedroom that night, talking to her, and she was crying, um, you know, freshman in high school, and she's just saying, Dad, why can't I just get a new knee? Everybody else has good knees, why can't I have one too? And I started crying with her. And we cried together, and as a, as a father, to be able to talk to your child and tell her that transparently and directly it just wasn't possible to get a new knee, it just didn't work like that. I began, I wanted to share just one more point on her story that we had another hero in our life that helped us through this. His name is Dr. Volker Mushal. He's an orthopedic surgeon with UPMC Sports Medicine. He saw Nikki, he took her under, her under his wings and he got her back on track. He said, we want Nikki to lead a normal life in high school. 
we can do this. He began collaborating with her pediatric rheumatologist, got her back on track, tried some new procedures, a new medicine, and, and they both agreed that safely we can have her compete in sports. And when she was a junior in high school, she was part of the Pine Richland competitive cheer squad and won the national championship. These things wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the physicians, the clinicians, the nurses, and the individuals that work at UPMC. I am so proud of everybody that we've interacted with to help my family and my daughter, who is also my hero, um, through this journey. I would just like to share with you that when you go through adversity, one of the things that I've realized is that it makes you stronger. And so whether it's a personal adversity or a professional adversity, please realize and keep things in check, keep things in perspective that for me personally, it's helped me be a better servant leader uh, for my family, for my community, and for UPMC. And if there's anything that I could say in my close to you that I would like you to remember, it's this. Whether it's a death of someone's father or a chronic illness of someone's daughter, everything that you do matters. Thank you for everything that you do, and thank you for listening to my story. You've been listening to Life-Changing Moments. If you like what you've heard, tell your friends and let us know in our Yammer group, Life-Changing Moments. For more information on how you can create a better UPMC experience for our patients and your colleagues, search UPMC Experience on Infonet. Life-Changing Moments are everywhere. What part will you play 